0: Hello, and a big warm welcome to you, and welcome to the Aware Parenting Podcast. My name is Marion Rose, PhD, and today I thought I'd do a little short episode about parents being the researchers. Now, the reason I feel called to do this is that there have been a few comments on my social media posts recently asking for the research basis for some of the things I've been talking about. And there isn't really very much research, in, particularly in relation to Aware Parenting at the moment. There is some by an Aware Parenting instructor called Kate Boutroski, who has published some research. But as yet, that's pretty much all that's specific in relation to Aware Parenting. I do imagine in the future that's going to change. There is one Aware Parenting instructor has who has a lot of background research and work studying cortisol levels and measuring those and I think that would be amazing one day to have that research background. However, people have been asking me this over the past 20 years and what I love to answer them is something quite different and that is really to invite each of us as parents to be researchers and if you know my work already, you know I'm passionate about us getting free from what I call disconnected domination culture conditioning and the way we're often taught in this culture, particularly as children, to give away our authority to others and to not listen into ourselves. And so you'll probably have heard me offer these two things before and if you haven't, I'm offering them to you now. So what I always invite you to do and anyone to do in relation to parenting is number one to listen into to yourself. So I invite you to listen into yourself in relation to anything in parenting and actually in, in everything as well. But here I'm talking about parenting. So if you read something or you hear something or someone tells you something, my first invitation, and the first port of call for me is always, does this resonate with me? Do I have a sense in my body of ah, this is a yes or actually is it a no? And only if it's a yes would I then invite you to move on to the second part of being a researcher and that is the observational piece. Now one of the reasons I am so passionate about this is this is my background. So many, many years ago I did a PhD and then I was a postdoctoral fellow and did research about babies and what they could perceive, what they understood about the world and a lot of it was really observing babies. In my PhD I also did a lot of, I videoed mothers and babies and I went back and back in those olden days with Big massive video cameras and going through the videotapes millisecond by millisecond and really observing and coding what I saw. And that stood me in such great stead when I came to our parenting, but I had a whole lot of other things to learn. So, of course, when I'm inviting you to observe, This is a little bit of a journey. And as we understand more the theory and practice and we have more practice basically observing our baby or child, we get to see more and more clearly. But really, the observation is if there's something that you hear here or you read in one of my posts or read in various other places or from Alita's work or any of all the amazing Aware Parenting instructors out there who are sharing about Aware Parenting, if you do want to experiment with something that you've learned from them because it resonates with you first of all then I invite you to to do the experiment and then to observe your baby or child before during and after and particularly if that's compared to something else that you might do so for example if this was sleep and normally your child gets playful and normally you try to calm them down how would it be to to do that and then observe how do they sleep afterwards and then on another day instead of trying to come down to join in with the play bring in attachment play if there's some crying that comes listening to those feelings and then observing their sleep so there'll be certain things that you might find yourself looking for or observing well, the, the main thing I think is one of the most clearest things is the level of relaxation in their bodies. And if we think about that, why is that so important? Well, if babies or children go into the fight-flight response, they mobilize energy in their arms and their legs, their hands as well, to fight, hands and arms, or to flee, legs and feet. And as you probably have gathered by now in Aware Parenting, what we're doing is supporting the actual completion of that process, which is to release any energy that was mobilized, which was not used to fight or flee. So that is actually uh, by either the play and the laughter, the vigorous laughter, or the crying and raging with vigorous body movements. And what we generally see is or feel. So if you're holding your baby or child, you will probably feel a difference in their muscles. They will feel more relaxed. And again, you can really tell the difference in your own body, I would suggest, between relaxation in the muscles or tension in the muscles it's a very different thing and you might even notice that so maybe if they're crying with you and they're in your arms you might notice over the time they're getting less and less and less tense and it's really different you know relaxation is really different from dissociation so a baby or child might look relaxed but actually you can tell by being with them by holding them by uh, like touching them by observing as well you can observe muscle tension so for example hands whether they're open or in fists you know the position they're in whilst they're sleeping will indicate whether they're tense in their bodies or relaxed there's that classic posture perhaps if a toddler has maybe had a really big cry with your loving support before they go to sleep you might see their arms up above their heads you know their bodies communicate a lot about how relaxed or not they are in their bodies. So I would say relaxation is one of the really clear things you can find. So again, you you might experiment in various ways to see, well, what happens if I do this usual thing I do, which Aware Parenting is saying might be possibly bypassing feelings or distracting a baby or child from the feelings or helping them mildly dissociate? Yeah, that kind of resonates with me. Okay, well, what happens if instead of doing that thing... I move in with closeness and rather than distracting, I either I follow their lead. Are they offering, are they inviting play? I join joining with play? Are they moving into crying or raging? I'll be with them, listen to those feelings and then to really observe the difference afterwards. And often it needs to be done a number of times till you get really get clear. But even after just one time, you might really notice a big difference in how relaxed they feel in their bodies. Of course, relaxation is only one thing. Although, actually, I wanted to say another thing in sleep. So, the more relaxed a baby or child is when they're asleep, the more they'll tend to be more still at night, rather than kind of moving around a lot. Uh, Even when they're going off to sleep, rather than kind of fidgeting around a lot, they're generally going to not be moving around a lot. But also, on the other hand, again, we want to hold in mind how we observe dissociation so sometimes babies or children may have a way of repressing their feelings by being in a particular position or being on us in a particular position and having things in a certain way there's a kind of again a different body sense because it's not like a relaxed um not moving much it's like a rigid there'll be there'll be a kind of tension in it has to be this way otherwise i'll wake up so that's the thing i'd like to say about tension so there's kind of there's pent-up tension then there's relaxation and then there's uh, with dissociation with dissociation there's this there's this quality of kind of rigidity so again like really observing you can really tell the difference when you know what to look for you'll be able to really see these things clearly the other thing is eye contact so a baby or child who has quite a few accumulated feelings sitting at the surface will often avoid eye contact. And if they're doing something that's specifically repressing feelings or they're mildly dissociating for feelings, you'll see a particular look in their eye. It's, it, it tends to be kind of like a staring look or a, you could call it a spaced out look. So it's often, again, it isn't like this fluid, you know, relaxed eye contact has this fluidity, softness about it. There's a kind of more tense kind of staring um non non non-moving quality if in their eyes if they are repressing feelings or mildly dissociating so again you could try things out whether that's attachment play or listening to crying or raging and to see afterwards ah, are they making more relaxed eye contact are you seeing this openness in their eyes this beautiful relaxed alertness in their eyes And then there's their voice. So babes or children have feelings sitting at the surface. They might have an agitated tone to their voice. They might be kind of screeching or squealing or screaming. There might be, I don't really like that term whining because it's often kind of used in a judgmental term. But like the kind of whining tone. Just the agitated antsy. Babies who've got lots of accumulated feelings might quite often be just, you know, making noises. And and again, the more you observe them, part of the observation can be actually how you feel in your body when you hear them. And yes, some of those are probably going to be your feelings, but also just picking up. We can pick up their agitation. So... Vocalisation is really a clear way and so if it's an older child again you might see just the tone of their voice that just that the, there's that agitation there And do you notice that again if after doing a touch and play listening to crying or raging moving in in that way do do they actually do, do you notice that relaxation in their voice <laughs> they actually just sound more relaxed as well And then there's all the other kinds of things, like there's more presence and awareness. And one of the ways you can notice that is a baby or child just concentrating more. So you might see that that if they're involved in something that they can concentrate for quite some while whilst they're interested in something and have this kind of quality of spacious awareness, which I love, you know, and I love that Aletha called it aware parenting because that really seeing more and more through your experimenting and your observing. What I imagine you might find is that your baby and child is just more aware, more present, notices more things, is able to stay present with something, doesn't need to move from one thing to the next to the next, is aware of where their body is in space and time so they tend to not bump into things or knock into people. they have that awareness of other people's bodies. So they tend to be gentle and, you know, not just rushing up and just, you know, squashing somebody, those kinds of things. So again, that, that presence, that awareness. So again, you can experiment and notice. Do you notice there is more of that kind of quality in their, in their day-to-day interactions? And then there's the obvious things like sleep. So are they sleeping for longer? Are they waking up happy, calm, relaxed? Are they waking up less? Are they, in terms of gentleness, are they tending to be gentle with siblings, friends, pets? Or are they, you know, if there was hitting or biting or any of those things, is that happening less? So in all of these ways, you get to be the experimenter. You get to try out these things that we're talking about here and see, do you notice any difference in any of those things? You may even notice, particularly if you're newer to it and you just start listening to feelings you might notice that your baby or child then has more feelings to express and again does it does so that might be when you want to go back to oh well why might that be what does aware parenting say about that and does that resonate with me so from an aware parenting perspective we could also think about it if you either have been sharing something with a friend or perhaps you've started counseling or therapy and you're just getting used to being sharing with that person and you start sharing and you and you really have this sense of being heard and that they're there and that they're present and they're listening and you feel that emotional safety with them and then you might start going deep into the feelings or you might be with a friend and you're starting to share some feelings and they respond in a way that they're with their tone and their presence and their the whole way they respond you you feel that and you actually maybe start feeling more if you're crying you start crying more to really remember in aware parenting that's all about the balance of attention so yes part of the process can be okay well I'm observing this happening I'm listening to my baby or child's feelings and actually those feelings are getting louder or they're actually expressing feelings more hmm hang on a minute do I need to go back to the theory now What does aware parenting say that might be? Ah, is that because they have some accumulated feelings, and now I'm listening, they're letting those out. Okay, that's the theory. Does that resonate with me? Again, listening into yourself. If it does, keep experimenting and keep observing. But at some point, there might be you might have a no. Actually, this doesn't resonate with me. And to me, it's so important that you listen to that. If you're doing something that doesn't resonate with you, that you have a no to, I would always recommend stopping. And equally, if you're doing something and you're experimenting and you're observing and you're seeing really different things to perhaps what you're hearing here or what you've read in aware parenting books or you know hearing from other instructors or wherever you're reading it or seeing it or hearing it and you're not experiencing something that's in alignment, I would be inviting you to again pause to pause and then go okay do I need more information do I need to go and read more of a book or do I need to understand more about what's happening do I need to ask questions or actually is this just not resonating with me at all so rather than what we're taught I think in this culture is to give away our authority to others to do what they tell us to do out of shoulds and have tos, to ignore our own sense of things. And, you know, that's what we're taught to do. So my invitation is to please do not do that. Please listen to yourself All keep on listening to yourself. If something resonates, experiment and observe. For any point you're seeing something different come back to okay what do I need to know what needs to happen here what what do I need here do I need more information do I need some support do I need to ask some more questions to understand what might be going on so that then I can go back to observing no actually then then I can go back to does that resonate with me that way of seeing it yes that makes sense to me okay great I keep on experimenting, observing again. You see, it's this ongoing process. And basically, the only reason I share about Aware Parenting so much is because I did that process myself. I listened in deeply. It so resonated with me. And then I did exactly what I'm inviting you to do. I experimented. I observed. I saw really clear differences over and over and over again. When there were things that were happening or like that that helped me go, hang on, I'm not seeing everything here and I'm and I'm actually missing things here. Then I went back, learned more, got clearer, got more competent, <laughs> got more clear about being able to differentiate different things and how to respond. Observed my children to how they were responding and what was going on for them. That's the only reason I feel so confident about sharing this is because I've been through the experience myself. And for each of us, it's a unique journey. And each of us are unique beings with different backgrounds, different amounts of stress and trauma, different amounts of support, different amounts of how long we've been doing our own inner work and different nervous systems set up and different physiology and different everything. Same with our babies and children. So that's why it needs to be unique for each parent and child and family because we are so unique and there are different nuances for each baby or child. And the only way really we can know how to be with those nuances is by this deep connection, connection with ourselves, connection with them and that deep self-listening, that experimenting, that observing, And really letting them show us. They will show us and they will tell us if something we're doing is helpful for them. And we know what to look for. And we really trust ourselves and what we're seeing. That can change everything. So, I'd love to hear how this was for you. If you... Follow me on social media anywhere and you want to come and share. I'd love to hear. And this will be my invitation. So basically, if you do read my posts, or if you're on my uh, email list, I invite you to come on. If you're not on my email list, you could almost imagine that prefaced before everything, including all the podcast episodes, is this phrase. Does this resonate with you? (laughs) It's always my invitation to you. It's, I think, the biggest and most important thing to keep connecting in with. So I trust you, I trust your deep self-listening, I trust your ongoing, increasing, beautiful observing and thank you so much for listening to this. I think this is such an important episode and sometimes there isn't time on every single post or every single episode to include this kind of thing. So I'm loving having given it a bit more time here and... Just thank you for listening. Thank you for being you, for listening to yourself, for observing your baby or child. And I so look forward to seeing you in the next episode. The sleep series is continuing. I'm still making my sleep course. It'll be available really soon. The online workshop is already available. So if what you have been listening to about sleep has been resonating with you, There's lots going on and I am writing about it every day as well on social media if you would like to come and watch, read rather, and also posting about it on my email newsletter. So I do invite you to come and sign up for that. You can find it on my website, which is marianrose.net and... You know, who knows what happens with social media. So if you do enjoy my work, I do invite you to come and sign up for my newsletters so that we can stay in touch. And I'm sending you so much love. This is such a huge journey. And it's not only about aware parenting, but it's this piece too. all the deconditioning that many of us need to do to actually come back to deeply trusting ourselves again and not deferring anything away to an outside authority. But knowing that, yes. People, perhaps with more experience or having done something for longer, might be able to offer us information and support and guidance. But that's always about, you know, helping us connect in with something that actually is already like it. it do you have that sense uh, when I see someone and I resonate with their things? It's like they're helping me reconnect with a, a deep knowing in myself. So that's how I see that And uh, yeah, thanks for being here. That's the longest goodbye ever, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) I look forward to seeing you, talking with you in the next episode.